every time. Every time that makes me laugh. Every time. Uh, I don't know how to stop this, so here it comes. That shit, bro, eat to this day, that shit makes me laugh every fucking time. Uh, welcome. Welcome to the Toon Junkies Podcast. My name is, as always, Chris. Um, I'll tell you what, listener, it's been a week, and I can't wait for, well, technically, this weekend, but it is this weekend as you're listening to it, so... As you're listening to this, just know that I had a fantastic weekend with a one Mr. John Mayer. No, unfortunately, I did not get to spend, say, one-on-one time with the man. But I did see um, what I believe to be the last stop on his Sob Rock tour. Um, So I was thinking about this the other day. This will only have been my second time seeing uh, John Mayer, right? Um, but I don't know that I'm willing to go, like, to, you know, be one of those people who, like, follows the band around. One, I don't have, I don't have that kind of freedom. I mean, technically I do. There isn't really anything other than a job that I have to attend to. And, of course, the show, of course, the show, but I could do that on the road. But, um, I don't have the gumption to fucking follow a band around. I mean, if there were to be one, though... I guess it would probably be John Mayer. Maybe Incubus. Um, maybe him, if they were still around. Um, but yeah, I don't, I just, it's not in me. I don't want to, I like, I like this, the, the singularity of seeing the one event because I feel like it makes it more special, you know? That, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I, that's what I think. I think, I mean, I would enjoy them seeing the show a hundred of times, hundreds of a hundred of times, yeah, hundreds of times maybe, but I don't know, I think, I don't know, possibly, I'm, 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 I'm in a funky, I'm in a mood right now, so my perception of how I would perceive things is going to be a little different, but yeah, John Mayer, I'd probably, I I could probably get away with it, but I don't know, I'm just, I like, I like seeing the, the one show, and then be like, oh yeah, I saw him on that tour. Which leads me to the thought that I was trying to get to. I think I've decided to try and make one show of every tour that he's going to go on from this day on. So I've I, I've been to, unfortunately I missed, you know, I'm, John, I'm not going to say Primo era. But a very popular <laughs> era, right? You know, you're on, on your rise. But, you know, I missed the Continuum and... Uh, the fucking Paradise Valley and uh, Born and Raised. Um, what's the one? Heartbreak Warfare? No. Yeah. Heartbreak Warfare. Yeah. Whatever. It's fine. But from now on, from now on, I'm going to try and catch one. I thought about even going to go see John with the Dead because I guess that's kind of, that's coming to an end too. Like the Grateful Dead are going to stop touring and so John's not going to be with them anymore. But... I don't fucking care about the Grateful Dead. I'm sorry if you if that's what you're into, and I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying I don't care. Um, but I I mean to be completely transparent, I could probably get into it if John was there. But I don't know. I don't know. I've, I just I've never listener. I'm I say this, and I don't mean this as entirely like this is a you know a pa- I'm gonna paintbrush the entire spectrum of people, the fandom of the you know, Deadheads, but. Most, if not every deadhead I have met that wanted to, like, speak upon their love for the dead has just been overwhelming. It's just been, I mean, it's probably comparable to me when I talk about John Mayer, but I'm also, I like to think that I'm aware of my audience. If if my audience is not into wanting to talk about John Mayer, guess what I don't talk about? John Mayer. So, I don't know. I think the... There's only one recorded. Well, there's. I think there's a few recorded instances where I find out that a band that I'm talking to or interviewing um, is and or are fans of John Mayer, and then you can hear my tone change a little bit. I remember specifically. I think the last one of the last cult, the last cult fest we recorded at. Um, I think the band. Uh, oh no party after party oh no what was their name I can't remember your name I'm sorry I haven't seen you guys perform in a long time pre-pandy maybe you're still making music I don't know but they stopped by the table 
and we were talking about John Mayer came up and then they were talking about how the best album was live at Nokia and I panicked bro I just I lost my mind. I told I told uh I told everyone they could leave I was like I'm just gonna talk to the band that's this we're gonna talk about John Mayer now I don't need you around um but yeah <clears throat> John Mayer Sob Rock Tour I will have been there I will have completed the next step and actually it'll be the last tour he does with Columbia or so I he did leave Columbia so it's probably safe to say that it will be but now it's gonna be all just uh well unless he gets picked up by another label but I don't know if he's gonna do that he might just do the he's big he's got a big enough name he doesn't need no help from a label everybody knows who John Mayer is whether you like him or not you you know his name okay but um I'm not gonna spend this entire episode talking about John Mayer um what I did want to do actually um was I wanted to talk a little bit about Record Store Day because every year I post pictures about a Record Store Day haul and every year I get people who message me like, what the heck is Record Store Day? Like, bro, every year. I mean, why are you asking me? I'm not an ambassador. You can just Google it. Like, you instead of... I mean, I guess I understand. There's some people that you would just rather have an answer. But still, I mean, I'm... I'm very quick to Google something I don't know, whether it's a word, a phrase, you know, it's, it's been a, it's been a treacherous learning curve, you know, sometimes you have to be able to read into what is being sent to you or your, what you're reading. Does this seem like it could be a trap? And I don't know if this is a thing for like Gen Z kids as much as it is like a millennial thing and I hate to like separate the group but the kids I, the, mainly what I'm getting at is in the early 2000s it was very commonplace to get sent um, <laughs> videos or to be sent a link to a website that seems very harmless and then you go to it and then you can't unsee the thing you saw right it's been like 15 years and I still can't unthink of what is it meat spin or fucking tub girl or bro it blew off you know you know what I'm talking about okay I know you have things that you regret seeing you regret clicking on links or you regret typing in words right and it's fine you know we've we're we're stronger people for it do we have little uh flashbacks from you know from time to time do we have trigger words of course we do but you know that's just one of the one of the uh not well yeah flaws but one of the downfalls of learning with the technology as it grows like we're one of the millennials are you know one of the first people not first people one of the first generations to be entirely to have grown with the internet you know um, so we, oh God, we were kind of the guinea pigs. So, you know, there's two girls, one cup. I know you remember that. Yeah, that's <sighs> awful. <laughs> Just awful, you know, whatever. But internet, that record store day. Jesus, I'm getting, look at that. I just fell into my own, my own hole of memories. All right. But yeah, um, every year I get asked, what the hell is record store day? So I figured I would give a little spiel and I'll talk about the records that I got this year. It wasn't a big haul like uh what is it? Last year? No, I remember in 2019 I fucking spent a big old buttload of money. They had a well, they had the uh Black Parade is dead. They've pressed that. That was fantastic, but in regards to this year, let's talk a little bit about Record Store Day, shall we? <sighs> so, I myself um, was not well versed on the history of Record Store Day. I merely have been participating for what? Let me see. What does that say? 2017? 2016? I can't see. I have a poster from the first one, but I can't read it from here. Um, but I know it's pre pandy. Let's just say, let's shoot for 20. 16. Let's shoot for 2016. We'll just guess. That's that's the lore now. I they might not be right, but eh, whatever. Um but yeah, uh I've been doing it for oh, I god damn it, I can't do math. 
uh, what is that, four, five, six years now? Sure, we'll go with that. Um, but I, the first year I went, I learned very quickly that uh, if there's something that you want, you're going to have to get up early for it. Because there are some die-hard collectors out there that do, in fact, get up at 3, 4 a.m. to get to the front of the building before anyone else. And so I learned one year. that I, I can't even remember what it was that I wanted that I never got. But... I learned that one time, and now I am an avid get up at 3.50, go fucking, even if no one's there, like, I don't have to sit outside, because sometimes it is stupid cold, but you bring your chair out there, blah, blah, you plop a squat, but I think every, there's only been one year that I went where there was no one there, and nobody was there, I didn't want to sit outside, so I took a nap, and I woke up, and there was like four people there, and like, fuck, but I get there, Wake up at 3.50, go hang out. Most of the time, though, I'm not the first one there. There's normally at least two or three other people there already before me, Um, such as this year. I got there, and there were two people there before me, Um, and it was not as cold as the last time, I'll tell you that, but um, this year was pretty cool in the sense that um, I like finding people who are willing and able to be talkative at 4 a.m., um, instead of sitting awkwardly in the silence with each with strangers, basically, instead this year we got a couple um, people that I that I've seen every year, but I had never really spoken to. Um, but uh, one guy made he made fucking breakfast burritos for us, dude. It was so nice. They were they were fucking good too. And he was a class act, and he brought some hot sauce. You can't just be eating fucking breakfast burritos raw, dude raw is that right naked no naked would imply no no shell Ooh, (laughs) no sauceless you can't i i we gotta be lost in the sauce we can't just be a dry ass burrito dude that sounds like a nightmare a dry burrito that sounds like a medical condition (laughs) oh sir i'm sorry to tell you you've got (laughs) you've got a bad case of dry burrito Ugh, nasty um But then um, another guy, I want to say his name is Michael. I don't know. We're just going to say his name is Michael. Michael's wife was kind enough to bring everybody Starbucks coffee, too. Oh, super nice. Um, But, yeah, it was was a lot of fun. We just, we basically, oh, Chris, well, what do you do for fucking four hours while you wait for the place to open? Well, we just talk about music. And uh, we talk about what records we want. Or which ones we're trying to get, which ones we got last year, which ones we are heard are getting represses and shit like that. It's really cool. I uh, One of the things I really like about it is that it's a, a very interesting way for me to be exposed to other music, right? So, like, when you're hanging out with your friends, right, most of the time you guys probably have a relatively similar taste in music. You guys listen to the same music together. Well... I like strangers because strangers oftentimes don't listen to the same music that I do, and I can find new music that way. Recently, some strangers uh, showed me uh, some songs. Uh, J.P. Set one of that song's artists. Um, J.P. Sachs, Indigo Storm, uh, Aurora, Big Data, TV on the Radio, Pat Metheny. Like, I, th- I like talking to strangers. You know, it's... It, you know, against everything that any adult ever told me in the early 90s, but, you know, it's whatever, sometimes you gotta, you gotta take a gamble in life, you know, hey, stranger, that's not, I don't need that candy, tell me what you're listening to, that's, that's what I wanna know, but yeah, um, so the exposure to the new music is cool, and like, I think it was last year, I, <laughs> I pulled up, you know, it's fucking 4, 15, 4 a.m., right, I pull up, there's like four, five dudes already there, right? Just hanging out, chilling. I get out of my car and I'm like, what's that smell? And I look over, homie's got a fucking grill outside, bro. Just just grilling outside. And the one thing I always find funny is that every year cops pass by like the, the record store. And by record store, I'm talking specifically about Ignition in Goshen, right? Um... But, like, cops pass by, and not once have they ever stopped. Like, I mean, I'm sure they're probably aware, but part of me has to 
believe that one of these cops doesn't know what's going on and just passes all these people outside of this building on a fucking, you know, it's a Saturday morning. Saturday? Yeah, Saturday morning, right? Just grilling out at 4.30. I, I mean, if I were a cop, I would never be that because what a shitty job that is having to deal with people all day. Um, but, like, I would be super curious but then maybe i think the comment i made uh this this year was the cop passed by and everybody's like oh shift change i'm like that dude he's like yeah i'm just clocking out that is not my problem that's the next guy's problem which i can kind of understand that mentality but you know whatever i but yeah, <laughs> yeah i i'm always i always have a good time at record store day normally um well, not normally. There have been a couple years where, like, the festivities aren't just, like, it's not just, oh, the store opens and you go in and you buy records. Like, that's part of it. But also, like, um, if when it's nicer out or I think there was one year where um, they had, like, uh, bands out back and vendors and they had, like, a food truck and stuff. It was, like, a whole big fucking thing. Like, I really, really loved that. And I, I don't think I stayed for it. I think I had to... DIP out of there um but I normally stay you know I get up what was it I was there at four o'clock right I don't think I left this year till like 11 like I just hung out in the store normally I hate waiting in line so what I'll do is I'll just hang around and look through the store until the line dies down which normally takes a couple hours but they're normally playing uh, good music over the you know intercom so it's fine but also, 91 won the globe is playing, and this year, I had to bite my tongue and not yell while they were, uh, you know, <laughs> recording, not recording, on air, on air, going live, whatever, um, because they played not one, but two John Mayer songs, and they were both from the new album, so Sob Rock, and I was like, I think it was, they were done recording, God, I keep wanting to say recording, they were key, they, ugh, they had stopped um, <laughs> uh, being on air, whatever, and I yelled, keep playing more John Mayer. And the one of the kids was there. It, and when I say kids, I mean kids. He was, he was absolutely very young. Um, but he looked at me and I was like, no, I'm serious. You guys should play more John Mayer. Like, I'm pr- I might be the only John Mayer fan in here, but you're making me happy and I will vocalize it. So hook your boy up. Um, they did not, though. They 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 did they did not play any more John Mayer that day. At least it were what I heard. At least the remaining time I was there. But anyways, it was a lot of fun. Um, if you're into records, I would absolutely. Uh, uh, oh my goodness, I can't think of the words. I would absolutely recommend participating in your local record store day. Right, but in um in a little to do a little more of the history of record store day i looked up the website and i was like oh what what's the what's the bio looking like on this fucking website and i'll tell you what it's a read so um in, instead of me spark note spark noting spark noting it for you i'm just gonna read it for you because i mean they're 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 good writers i mean i i have faith there's one there's a couple parts i'm gonna skip over though because they are not necessary to the history um but yeah this is uh, this is Straight from the recordstoreday.com, right? <clears throat> Record Store Day was conceived in 2007 at a gathering of independent record store owners and employees as a way to celebrate and spread the word about the unique culture surrounding nearly 1,400 independently owned record stores in the U.S. and thousands of similar stores internationally. The first Record Store Day took place on April 19, 2008. Today, there are Record Store Day participating stores on every continent, except Antarctica. Come on, Antarctica, get your fucking shit together. This is a day for the people who make up the world of the record store, the staff, the customers, and the artists, to come together and celebrate the unique culture of a record store and the special role these independently owned stores play in their communities. Special vinyl and CD releases are various and various promotional products are made exclusively for the day. Um, oftentimes, at least every year I've gone, they've had like canvas bags and 
a um, bunch of buttons and stickers and uh, pins um, and posters. Every year they make a, a special poster, and they're free. You don't have to pay for them. They just make them, and they send them to the stores, and, well, I shouldn't say they're free. Every time I've gone to Ignition, they've been free. I don't know what they're at at your record store, but they've been free every time I've, I've, I've gone. Um, and they're always really cool. I'm pretty sure Dogfish Head, is that the name of a beer? I mean, it better be because it does say brewing underneath it, but I can't really read the sign from here, but I'm pretty sure it's Dog Head Fish, Dogfish Head, something along those lines. But they're like one of the official sponsors of Record Store Day, and they always like commission maybe they're not the ones who commission it but their labels on the poster um but yeah they do these sweet fucking posters every year um i was really a fan of this year's it was like a a dying megaphone that had like flowers coming out of it it was really cool <clears throat> i almost died right there um and then i think it was uh 2020 yeah 2020 had a cool one too it was a it was a person in space um, whose um, head was a galaxy. It was. It's really cool. You, I'm sure you could look them up, or ask your friend. Hey, did you get one of those posters from Record Store Day and this year? They probably do. Um, if they don't, they a scrub because they didn't get that free swag, boy. That I keep saying free, but uh, it's only because I know it is free. It might not be free. I saw fucking this year. Uh, people were getting those because Taylor Swift had a seven inch that she released. Um. Was it called Pines? Something about trees. I don't know. Sorry, Taylor. But um, she was selling a 7-inch, and so she had some pins. It was like RSD Ambassador Taylor Swift 2022. Uh, Those were free at the store that I went to. But then I was seeing people selling them online for $50. (sighs) I should have grabbed some of those pins. I should have grabbed one of those records. I saw somebody flip that shit for... I think it was like 15 bucks. It was a little 7-inch. $15. I was seeing people sell that shit online for like $125. Same day. Same day they got it. I mean, if people are going to buy it, I guess, do what you got to do. But, (laughs) man. Honestly... I'm only mad because I didn't fucking buy. I looked at it and I was like, you know, I could just buy this, and I know it would sell. It's Taylor Swift. She's got like a million fucking fans. Somebody would buy this for just double what I paid for it, right? Whatever. But no, somebody. I was like, no, I'll let some fucking kid who actually likes Taylor Swift pick that up. I was in it for the jazz records this year. But anyways, we'll get we'll get to that later. Um, where was I at? Oh, yeah. Festivities include performances, cookouts, body painting, meet and greets with artists, parades, DJ spinning, DJs spinning records, and on and on and on. Like I mentioned earlier, it's a party sometimes. In 2008, a small list of titles was released on Record Store Day, and that list has grown to include artists and labels both large and small, in every genre and price point. Oh my goodness, I got it. Can you still understand me? I knew what I was saying, but I'm curious to know if you will. For several years, 60% or more of the Record Store Day official release list came from independent labels and distributors. The list continues to include a wide range of artists covering the diverse taste of record stores and their customers. Oh my goodness. You know, I've been starting to realize that um, I think that dang old COVID really did a number on my lung capacity. Like, I'm pretty sure the first time it messed me up, but like, (laughs) the other time I got it. The symptoms were never bad, but man, I'm pretty sure. Either that or my asthma is just getting worse as I get older. Because I stopped smoking. I don't know. Maybe, do you think lung transplants are a thing? And I'm, of course, I'm sure they are. But then if they are, do you think, so let's say, let me, let me roll out this idea real quick. If you had to get your lungs replaced, but you were a singer, right? Let's say you're a great singer. Let's say Mariah Carey has to have her lungs replaced and she gets, obviously she's probably got great insurance, um, but she gets great lungs, right? Let's say she gets like an, uh, an Olympic 
swimmer's lungs. So they're they're strong lungs. Do you think she would still be able to sing the same way with those lungs as she did with the other lungs? Or do you think she would have to totally relearn how to sing? Like, I know singing is more like of like a throat muscle kind of thing. But like, I think you also have to understand the capacity that your lungs have in order to, you know, really, oh, I can hold this note for that long or I can, if I want to make it really loud, I can push this hard to expel more, right? I don't know. Interesting. If you're a doctor, you're probably not a doctor. If you're a doctor listening to this show, you're, I don't even, I don't know what, I don't know how to help you. I mean, that's cool. I'm super thankful that you're listening, but a doctor? Really? Interesting. I never would have would have expected any doctors to be listening. But if you do, let me know. Is that is that do you think that would work? I'm always I'm super curious about the human body. Do you think if you well, no, we're not going to we're not going to get too sidetracked on <laughs> my curiosities with the human anatomy. Anyways, um it says here on the first record store day, Metallica was out in San Francisco at Rasputin Music doing a bunch of meet and greets and all that stuff. Um, what else we got here? In 2009, Jesse Boots Electric Hughes from the Eagles of Death Metal declared himself the Record Store Day Ambassador as a way of shouting out how important the stores were to artists. And since then, Joshua Home, um, Queens of Stone Age, Ozzy Osbourne, Iggy Pop, Jack White, Chuck D, Dave Grohl, Metallica, St. Vincent, Run the Jewels, Pearl Jam, and Brandy Carlisle, and I think this year was T Swift. I th- I definitely remember Brandy being it last year, um, but yeah, uh, Taylor Swift was 2022. I'm pretty sure. Um, throughout its 13 years, cities across the United I don't know why I elongated that word. Uh, throughout its 13 years, <sighs> cities across the United States, including New York, Los Angeles, Boise, Charleston, Raleigh, and Las Vegas, have declared Record Store Day an official holiday. That's fucking crazy. If I worked Saturdays, I would absolutely ask for it off. In 2013, co-founder Michael Kurtz was made a Chevalier... Oh, I hope I'm saying this right. I'm not going to say it right because this is a bunch of French words. Uh, Chevalier of the Order Day... No, I'm not going to butcher it. Um, But I'm going to say it as whitewashed as I can. Ready? (sighs) A Chevalier of the Ordre des Arts et Das Letters. That's in France. Yeah. So I have no idea. I'm going to I'm going to guess it says <laughs> the Chevy of order art order letters of the art and I don't know. I have no idea. I don't speak French. I barely speak English. So uh whatever. Um but yeah, Michael Kurtz was named that in France honoring Record Store Day's contribution to the cultural and artistic life of the French people. Wow. Uh, that's, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Wow. Uh, that same year, the organizers of Record Store Day accepted the Independent Spirit Award from NARM, okay, which is now the Music Biz Association, I guess. Um, in 2015, Record Store Day was named the Marketplace Ally of the Year by, I don't know any of these things, so I don't care. I'm moving on. Um, while there's only one record store day a year, the organization works with both independent and major labels throughout the year to create contests, special releases, and promotions in order to spotlight the benefits of supporting these independent, locally owned stores with music purchases throughout the year. Um, for instance, um, so, uh, so this year they've, they've split record store day up into like two days um, because, as you may have heard, um, I'm sh- it was all over my news feeds and uh, whatever, but there's the the record producing industry. The plants have been b- 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 backed up like several months. When they, when they sell you your idea, the idea of oh hey, shipment date looking to be um, February. Well, it got really backed up, and so like every three weeks, you were getting emails about saying, well, due to unforeseen. Um, plant backups we gotta push it back to this month well we gotta push it back to this month i had a joji record that i ordered in uh february i know i think it was yeah i don't know it was early this year let's say january february and about every 
three weeks I was getting an email saying, oh, hey, it's backed up. Oh, hey, it's backed up. Oh, hey, it's backed up. And which I get it. I'm totally fine with that. But then it gets to a point where I'm like, you know what? I don't even care about this anymore. I keep forgetting that I ordered this. Ugh. I ordered this and I just don't care anymore. But yeah. Um, so this year there's another day on June 18th that they split. They're going to split and send some on that day just because because of all the plant pressing, like backups and shipping delays and all that stuff. They're just trying to make make it fair that everybody gets a an opportunity to be, you know, uh uh, the sp- get a some of the spotlight, you know. Um, where did, did, it, did it? Oh yeah, they do a Black Friday event too, which is fine. I mean, it's not like that day needs any more uh money expenditures. But I'm not running off to the f- store to go buy a new TV or anything like that. But I will run to the record store to get a record. That's for sure. Um, let me see what else we got here. Oh, oh look here. Um, in 2016, Record Store Day created Summer Camp, a conference devoted to the unique business that is the independent record store. Well, that's cool. I didn't know that. The conference provides a place for record store owners and staff to meet and interact with labels, distribution, vendors, and anyone whose workplace places them in the orbit of a record store. That is fantastic. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Well, where the hell is that? Eh, probably nowhere close to here. In 2017, Record Store Day was a founding partner in the Making Vinyl Conference, which brings together companies and individuals responsible for the ongoing vinyl resurgence. Yeah, you should all listen to, not you all, as in the listeners, but um, all these labels. Jack White went on uh, went on the internet not too long ago and told everybody that, well, not everybody, labels. Hey, if you're a label, fucking have your own pressing plant. Why wouldn't you? That make your own records. Don't fu- what cut out the middleman. Just make your own shit. That way, you don't have to wait. You know, because there's only fucking thirty pl- plants in America. Or that's not uh, that's a guess, and it's, and it's not even a good guess. That's just the first number that came to my head. Um, you know, press your own shit. So you don't have to wait. Like uh, to wait for another label to press shit. No way. No way. Fuck it. Look at this guy. Cap thinks he's Captain tying knots. That's the second time I've referenced that in a million years. I don't know why that video surfaces to my the forefront of my brain. Oh no! Uh, um, in twenty twenty, I bet you can guess what's about to happen. Uh, due to the global pandemic, which affected record stores worldwide, Record Store Day morphed into three Record Store Day drops. And let me tell you. What an awful year that was. And I don't mean strictly just pandemic-wise. Splitting up RSD into like three fucking days, dude. Ugh, it, it sucked. I it, it, I mean, it was cool because there was like multiple events that I could go to, but also it was very uh, uh, draining to the old wallet, you know? Fuck. But I mean, well, Chris, why would it be any different if you just put them all in the one? It, shut up, smart guy, girl, person, human presumably um (laughs) yeah don't worry about it okay but it just it was it was tragic because i'm like oh well this happens to fall on the weekend of this festival that i already planned to go to and now i don't have you know 120 dollars i want to drop on that i have oh my goodness i don't have 120 dollars that i can drop on this records oh no then you just don't get the records shut up i want them i would like them but some of you may be asking, but Chris, why why get up at f- 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock to go buy records that you can just get at any other day? Because, listener, you can't just get them on any other, on any old day, okay? These are RSD exclusives, which means a limited number has been pressed as, you know, as any other record is pressed. Only so many are made, but... Most of the time, these are pressings that I don't think get repressed. You know, this is a... Strictly a record store day exclusive. Um, for example, uh, this year I think was the first time that Allison Chain's um, "We Die Young" EP had ever been pressed, um, uh, and that was one of those uh, I think that they knew was going to you know 
be uh, a hot item, so that's why they pressed 14,000 of them. Yeah, 14, I'm looking at the page right now. 14,350, right? That's that's a big-ass number. That's a huge number. Um, but yeah, so basically sometimes, um, as, the, as the website was mentioning, it's a lot of like um, independent labels, so they get the rights to a... A live recording from you know 1994, or they've got um, a Coachella. I think the Pixies had a, a, a live at Coachella record this year, um, which I think is really cool. Um, I know Jack White. I've mentioned him several times this episode. He's doing like the tour he's on right now. I think he's recording every performance, and he's going to like make them like live CDs or live records. I don't he he'll probably press them to fucking records cuz that's what that guy does. But I think that's a really awesome idea. If I could buy a record of the recording of the show that I went to, bro. That's that's $30 guaranteed from any band I go and see. Like you sell you sell that record for 30 bucks of the show that I saw and you know, if if John Mayer were to press Chicago, live in Chicago, last, you know, sob rock, I'd buy that in a heartbeat. I'd pay $40 for that bitch. Double, double gatefold, not double gatefold, that'd be four. Just a gatefold, That that's two, that's normal, that's what I meant. Uh, a double LP, that's what I, I wanted to say double LP and gatefold at the same time, and you got what, you got what I said. Um, so, th- to summarize the exclusivity is what makes me want to get up at not want more of a necessity i need to get up at that time to get the things that i want because they are exclusive to record store day and because they only press a limited amount of them and because the stores around me you know there's as i said over 1400 1500 stores and if you know they only press you know 2000 copies Who's to say that my the record store I go to isn't only gonna get one or get none at all? And that's that's the one thing I that like not necessarily baffles me, but it really hurts my heart when I you know as I've mentioned before, I'm in record groups. I'll see people saying like, "Oh, my record store didn't get any of uh, Tesseract this year had a picture disc that they put out, which looked fantastic. I didn't get one because I already have Tesseract on vinyl. The heck." Hexes? Is that what it's called? I don't know. Uh, I think it's Hexes. I could be wrong. But a lot of people were like, oh, hey, if anyone has, if anyone's store has one of these, let me know. My store doesn't have one. I picked up a, a Tesseract and an Opeth for somebody because they didn't have one. I was going to pick up a, oh, man, I have to say her name, and I'm, I don't know if it's right. I don't know how to say her name. Sarah Borelli's? Barrielli's? Borelli's? Sarah B.? I still don't know how to say her name, say her name, but, um, a lot of people are like, oh, my store didn't get any, um, and ignition, and I think what happens is, um, you get the amount of copies, you get a good amount of copies if your store has good numbers, right, and that could be wrong, I don't own any, I don't own a store, so I might just be talking out of my ass, but from what I've overheard talking to um, record store owners is that I think it is if you have good numbers if you sell a lot move a lot of product then they send you they send you a good number of you know of the records for record store day because they know they're not going to sit on the shelf um, so that's not to say that your record store sucks okay I'm just saying if they're not moving a lot of stuff I think record store day I think they know okay they probably I don't know how it works okay but um that was the one thing I was surprised at. Uh, the The record store I went to this year, Ignition, um, only got one copy of Sarah Borelli's. And lucky for me, the two other people in front of me did not want it. So I was able to scoop that bad boy. And oh, what a beautiful record it is. Have you heard? It was the Little Voice. I think it's her debut from 2007. Yeah. But this one was exclusive. They... They just recently pressed that, I want to say, not too long ago, only a handful of years ago, but this one, (laughs) this one, listener, was exclusive because it came with a handwritten note, 
Would you like me to read it? Do you care? I'll read it to you. It's it's Sarah B, bro. It's Sarah Borelli's, okay? It's fantastic. Hold on, let me go get it. All right, here we go. So this is handwritten. It is handwritten, but it was very much uh, mass-produced because I don't think she wanted to, um, you know, write the same handwritten note 2,850 times. So they had to photocopy it. But <clears throat> it reads, To my listeners, past, present, and precious. <laughs> I don't know what this is. But um, moving on, uh, here we, I, I could not have told the young-ish woman who made this record what was in store for her. She simply moved... Oh, God. Maybe this is a bad idea for me to try and read this. <laughs> uh, I see why they don't teach cursive anymore. Um, Sarah, I'm sorry. You don't have bad handwriting. I just can't read it. But here we... Let's... Um, Context clue. She simply would not have believed me. My creative life has surprised and delighted and challenged and changed me in all kinds of ways. And that is solely due to you. You wish makers and dream weavers and concert going story seekers. You book readers and theater lovers and patient hearts and minds who followed me down all kinds of creative curious pursuits. I am propelled forward because of you and your unwavering excitement for what lies in the uncharted territories I may uh, territories of my artistic wandering self. And I believe there is still much more to uncover because like each one of you, the world is infinite and I love to love the world. Oh, how adorable. That part's not in there. That what I just said. Um Fifteen years later, here we are, still marching into all kinds of madness, but with each other and remembering to thank the milestones <laughs> for what bounty they bring. Little voice, you still make me proud, and to all of you, you have my heart forever and ever. Oh my goodness, forever and ever. Love, Sarah. That's the note. That's what, that's, that's what makes it so special, you guys. Um... But yeah, so like that's kind of the the thing about record store day is sometimes it'll just come with uh, unreleased tracks or it's got alternative artwork or it's a live recording or it comes with special stickers or what do they call them lithographs, bro. I didn't know what lithograph was until recently. I bought something that said comes with rare lithographs. Do you know what lithographs are? They're just regular pictures. That's all it is. I mean, maybe I'm dumbing it way down to a, a degree that is unnecessary, but that's what I that's all I saw. When I bought <laughs> bought some little box set and I said, "Oh, it comes with these rare lithographs." And I'm like, "Okay." And then I got them, and they're pictures. They're like fucking postcards. I'm like, "Oh, well I don't I don't fucking care about this. This I I mean, you know, it's it's my fault. You know, I should have I should have looked up what lithograph was beforehand. But you know what? I think I did. I think I did look up lithograph, not knowing what it was. And then the description was nowhere near what I thought it was. Okay, so it just says, a print produced by lithography. Okay, well, I don't know what lithography is either. So, oh, what? It, oh, God damn, I don't know what any of these words mean. Look at this, it says, Lithography is a planographic method of printing originally based on the emiss emissibility of oil and water. What does that mean? It just looks like a regular picture to me. Like, I don't know. Are you, listener, are you smarter than me and you know what? You're probably smarter than me. Let me know what f fucking, what does this say? Oh, maybe this is a, a better definition. The process of printing from a plane surface such as a smooth stone or metal plate, on which the image to be printed is ink receptive and the blank area ink repellent. So it's like a fucking stamp? Is that what you're telling me? It's a stamp. Did I, did I, am I understanding that correctly? The process of printing from a plain surface, K, 
on which the image to be printed is ink receptive, paper, and the blank area ink repellent. The blank area ink... Oh, man. I might be too dumb for this. But, yeah. Um, I was sorely disappointed. I, I... Maybe I expected it to be something else. Which, therein lies a common problem with me and my life. And the, uh, the expectations. The expectations are what disappoint you. Because you went in there wanting it to be something. When you shouldn't have done that. You should have just gone in accepting it to be what it was going to be. Not... That's a hard thing to do, though. I think that's a very difficult thing to do and to not have expectations. To not make yourself wonder or believe or dream, aspire what it's going to be like, what it should be, what you want it to be. That's a difficult thing to do. I think it takes a lot of training. Kitty, are you any good at that? Are you good at not having desires? He said to a cat who was eating fucking <laughs> dirt off the floor. No, it's not dirt. It's, you know those little cat scratcher things? You know, it's like cardboard. He fucking eats the cardboard. <laughs> I don't know why he does it. Like, he'll scratch it up, and then there will be, like, those little tiny paper flakes. And I'll just, like, look over, and I'll be like, hey, kitty, what are you doing? You know what he's doing? He's fucking munching on paper. Like, like I don't give you good food all the time. You gotta fucking eat cardboard? Don't chew on that? Hey. Cats, man. Fucking cats. But yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a, uh, record store day is pretty fucking cool. Um, I would absolutely suggest it if you feel like spending money on Kitty, right? Really? Right now? Yep. Don't you fucking eat that. You just, oh my God, he's doing it. He just scratched it up and now he's going to eat it. Get out of here. Oh my God. But yeah. Um, if you feel like spending money on uh, a big wax plate that plays records, no, no, that's not right. A big wax plate to plays music. There we go. Um, or it may not be music. I have a couple comedy records, which I gotta. I've been wanting to get into more comedy records. I've, I mean, I don't know. I've got. Uh, I've. I have a Tom Segura record and a Kyle Kinane record. Um, I'll have to look into finding some more. Um, but yeah. Uh, what did I get, listener? What did I get for Record Store Day Hall? Record Store Day Hall. What did I get for Record Store Day? I'm going to just keep that in there. I'm not even going to take out the the edits. I told you earlier I was on a jazz mission. So this year they released a couple um, interesting jazz records. Um, There's always a fucking Bill Evans. Every fucking year there's Bill Evans. Or Bill Evans Trio. Some variation of that man's music is always available in some new press, right? Live from fucking Tahiti in 92... Not 92. It's always later than that. Live in Tahiti in fucking 1734. That's way too early. He's not that old. But, um... No, so the first record store... Uh, day I went to. It was hella late. I didn't know anything about it. But I did pick up... It was called Jazz Dispensary. So, and it's just a compilation of jazz songs, right? And it's called Soul Diesel. And it was one of the coolest records. I, I bought it strictly because the artwork of it was like... Uh, what do they call those? Now, I, I'm going to say oil painting, but that's not what I mean. So it looks like they they pool the oil on the... like on the canvas and then they just kind of like move it around and then they let it dry i that's a terrible description but you if you know art or i don't know somebody out there knows what i'm trying to say but i don't know what they're called uh my friend maddie uh i think is gonna give me one of hers she made one a long time ago and she's gonna give it to me i don't know what they're called though I see him on TikTok all the time. Is it resin? Does is it has something to do with resin? Is that right? I don't know. I'm not an art guy. Um, <laughs> but anyways, Soul Diesel, first one I got this year. Again, they I think they've done several of the Soul Diesel, not Soul Diesel. Jesus, Jazz Dispensary, Jazz Dispensary compilations. Right. This year they had another one. It was called a uh, Skunk something. I don't remember. Hold on. Let me look this up before I start spouting off dumb shit, um, mispronouncing things. Jazz Dispensary Super Skunk. 
super skunk, right? This one was really cool because it had a die cut, um, like sleeve die cut. Um, if I'm saying this, if I'm remember knowing this correctly, um, it's got, <laughs> it's going to sound super cool. It's got holes cut in it. So, uh, like it's a shape when you, the sleeve of the record itself is a painting or it's different colors. So when it slides through the, uh, the uh sleeve the outer sleeve there we go the outer sleeve you can see the colors pop through right because they're holes um but i thought that was really cool and it's on both sides um but it's uh again just a another jazz compilation gary bartz uh the bar case houston person catalyst woody herman rabbits and carrots um the bar case i don't know if i already said that one the cannonball Adderley Quintet. Most of the time, it's nobody I know, but um, I enjoy. They're basically like playlists and of n- people I've never heard before, which is uh, fantastic, and I get to enjoy that that way. Um, let me see. What, let me let me read the little the little hype sticker they had on there. Ah, get out of the way. Get out of the way. You know, I don't know why I'm trying to read it <laughs> off of my phone when I have. Over here. Ugh. Chris always got to do things the fucking difficult way. I don't understand it. Ugh. Here we go. The hype sticker. Listener, the hype sticker is the the big sticker they put on the front that has it's not, not always like a little review, but sometimes it'll just be like, oh, the 15th anniversary pressing with a special note from Sarah. That's what Sarah said this year but the jazz dispensary super skunk um hype sticker says jazz dispensary returns with a brand new groove trip that zigzags in the sonic space between the hard bop saxophone extravaganza of cannonball adderley and houston person to the rhythmic meditations of woody herman and the bar case hard on the drums and horns easy on the ears pressed on opaque red vinyl so yeah that's that's your hype sticker. Sometimes it's just got a little like. I like to read them in, uh, not out loud because I don't have the voice, but um, like a movie trailer voice, right? So it'd have been like, Jazz Dispensary returns. <laughs> I can't even do it, but yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty cool. Um, but this year, Jazz Dispensary Super Skunk, um, was a a, a big. Kitty, what are you doing, dude? Relax. Oh my goodness. Um, Jazz Dispensary, and then I got another record called Jazz Sabbath. Yeah, that's right. It's jazz renditions of Black Sabbath songs. It's fantastic. I listened to it just yesterday. Um, and then the other one I got was Sarah Borelli's, and then Little Voice, and then Sleep Token. I got the Sleep Token, which I was super fucking stoked because... They only made 500 of those, so muy exclusivo, as my Spanish friends would not say, because I probably didn't say that correctly, because I do not speak Espanol very well. So, um, but yeah, those are those are the records that I wanted. There was like a big list when I first saw them, but you know. Over time, I had to like revisit and be like, okay, what was I just being overly excited about, right? You know, there was a. At first, I was like, oh, I might get that Tesseract picture disc, but I was like, what am I gonna do with it? It won't look good with all my other stuff because there's too much white. I don't have any white on the things that. Well, that's not true. He said, looking at his white, the used flag. <sighs> but yeah, um, chug. Yeah, that's 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 a little bit about record store day. I know a lot of people. Ugh, I, I always get people messing me like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, at <laughs> I was in a group chat. Somebody had messaged. They um, had messaged the group chat, and I was like, "Bro, what the fuck are you doing up at four o'clock on a Saturday?" And he's like, "Well, I could ask you the same thing." It's like I'm going to go sit out in front of a building um, for four hours until it opens, so I can buy, so I can buy things. And he was like, oh, well, that is that is a solid excuse. And I was like, well, what's your excuse? <laughs> he said, oh, I, uh, I thought it was Friday. I thought I was going to be late for work. Like, nah, dog, you wouldn't have been late to work. You live right down the street. 
you'd have been fine. But yeah, um, record store day, go support your local record store. If you don't, I'm going to scoop some of Kitty's poop and I'm going to mail it to your house. I'm just kidding. I'm pretty sure that's like a felony. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that. Um, I just will be disappointed in you if you don't. Um, but yeah, that's really that's really all I wanted to do th- today. I just I needed to put it out there. Stop asking me about record store day. You know what? I feel like now that I said that, I may have just I may have ruined it for me. I may have done I may have done the opposite of what I wanted. I feel like now that would be the time to be like, oh, now we're just annoying every day. What's record store day? Shut up! Don't do that. But yeah. I really just, I had a couple people, at work, especially at work, I had a lot of people like, oh, well, how was your weekend? Like, oh, I was fucking tired, blah, 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 whatever. So, yeah, that's what I did. Um, now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to get ready to leave for Chicago because of, as the aforementioned, uh, John Mayer is about to play. I don't know who's supporting him this year. I don't remember who it was when I saw him in his search for everything, but I wonder who's going to open for fucking John Mayer. Fantastic. I'm excited this time because I bought VIP. That doesn't mean I got like top tier VIP. There are many packages. Um, the 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 big ones are several thousand dollars to get up front and I don't even know if he's doing meet and, meet and greets anymore but man I wish I had some money I could throw away to get one of them meet and greets dog. I just want to I just want to talk to my mans. But anyways. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, John Mayer, I'm gonna go do that, you have a wonderful week, I will see you in, not see you, I'll, you'll hear from me in a week, um, and I think it'll be with a band called The Early, I don't know this for sure, because I, I seem to curse myself when I promote them the week before, and then they're like, oh, something came up, but just know that as of right now, the schedule is The Early, um, which they have a record out, um, their most their most recent record is Press to Vinyl. You should absolutely go get it. I was telling everyone in line um, at Ignition the other day that, hey, if you support local music, buy this fucking record. Um, but before I go, I will let you know what I've been listening to as of lately. Um, I've been listen- I've been kind of getting back into my classic rock. Um, like Kitty, stop eating the cardboard. Are you hungry? Oh, it is past your dinner time. <laughs> uh, sorry, bud. I'll be there in a second. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of The Eagles. Um, Billy Joel and Elton John are never too far away from my playlist. But like Super Tramp, uh, fucking Don McLean, America. Um, I haven't gotten into like the 70s. I haven't gotten back into my 70s like hippie rock I should say you know fucking Janice and Jimmy and Jim Morrison and um you know I got it I don't want to get back into the doors but I think I'm gonna have to uh that was one thing I almost bought at record store day they had a special box set is it a box set but it's like the extended version of the LA woman um recording process so you get to hear how they wrote the song initially and then you can hear it transform over time so there was like a 19 minute version of la woman which i'm sure is just awful because i'm sure it's fucking jim morrison drunk as fuck trying to figure shit out or who knows maybe i'm just trying to shit on him but i i i i'm probably gonna buy it because i'm super curious as to what that sounds like because I'm super into the doors, and I just try and go through phases to where I don't get too Jim Morrison-y. But I'm listening to Impending Doom, John Mayer, obviously, been trying to get hyped up for later, The Eagles, um, Casey Musgraves. I was checking out a band called Kitty, which are like female, it was like an all-girl band, a girl band, an all-female new metal band from like the 90s, I think. I don't know much about it. I only listened to one song. But I know that that record was, that was a record that they pressed for Record Store Day that was hard to get because they didn't press very many. Um, But yeah. Um, And then, uh, what else we got here? I've also been really into the new Alexis on Fire songs. Um, Some Peep 
Palazzolo. I don't know if I'm saying your name right, but if you are, if we're friends on social media, you've probably seen me share some of that dude's TikToks. Bro, his covers are fantastic. This dude's got such a perfect 80s voice. Um, and that's Pete Palazzolo. Probably saying that wrong, but uh, P A L A Z Z O L O. He's got a YouTube channel. It's really great. Um, uh, he, you could probably find his TikTok too, but he's super great. I really liked his uh, Head Over Heels cover, and he does uh, an Elton John song. Oh, uh, Someone Saved My Life Tonight. I think that's that may not be the song name, but that's a lyric from it. I know that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I've been uh, beefing into lately. I've kind of re dabbled into my audiobooks. So I've been listening to. The Haunting of Hill House, and then I started a book and almost finished it the other day called The The Yellow King. God, that book is so frustrating. I want there are just parts that maybe I have to listen to it again. I think I think I'm gonna have to listen to that entire book again because it's just it's strange. It's it's a a recommended read by the the king himself, Stephen King. Um so I I took the plunge and it's been weird so far. I don't know that it's been like spooky spooky. There's been one part that gave me goosebumps, but I've been kind of I've been kind of lost recently, so that's where I'm at. Um oh, and I started the It's Always Sunny podcast too, so that's cool. I've been dabbling into that. I like new things, right? So, with all that being said, um I'm going to get out of here and give Kitty this fucking food so I'll stop eating the cardboard. Uh, what a fucking spaz. I guess he is my cat, though. Yeah, you're mine. It's all right. I love you, Bubba. But yeah, um, I'm out of here. Have a wonderful week. We're going to close out with NIB by Jazz Sabbath. That's right. Prepare for a snow. Smooth, warm jazz. And uh, this has been the Toon Junkies Podcast. My name is Chris, and I'll see you on the next episode. Later!